Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. We're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, October 14, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The first thing on the docket is the pounding of the table on the full stack. It was the name of the video last night. We had a full stack. The stack worked out. They finished near the highs. Finished near the highs short of the gap. What gap am I talking about? Here's a gap at 442.64. They filled the gap. They closed slightly below it on a number, 442.50. The 50-period moving average is at 442.59. That's it. They didn't get rejected at the gap. They just didn't close above the gap just yet. Let's talk about that for a moment, because really, this is the first thing that's jumping off the page. Are they going to go any higher, or are they going to get rejected, or are they getting rejected? So here's the way I view this. They ran up to fill the gap today. Fair enough. Everybody that was in my trade knew that was at least one of the objectives. However, I made another change today. This is the second change on the same trade. What trade am I talking about? I'm talking about the S&P 500 lazy swing trader trade being long from Tuesday and then being long again from yesterday with the absolute full stack. So the question is, where do you get off the train? A, we've taken first profit. Therefore, it becomes a risk-free, emotionless trade. All right, fair enough. Now, the question now becomes, how far can you ride this thing? And here's the answer. If they were going to be rejected at the gap, and this is the way I view the market, it's not an end-all, be-all, anything can happen tomorrow morning, but for the most part, this is the way I view it because this is the way it works. When they don't get rejected at a spot immediately, it's more likely than not that wasn't the final destination. This is in this type of case. So for example, they trade up into the 50-period moving average, coincides with the gap. If they ran up there early in the morning in one fell swoop, hit it, and immediately started to trade away, it would be a more obvious destination, not that they couldn't or wouldn't go any higher, but when they do a hit and run and they pull back like 10 or 20 S&P points all in one shot after hitting a number, that's a different type of action or reaction that was, at least for that point in time, a destination. The fact that they kind of creeped up to this gap and they hung around there all afternoon or late day, that tells me it's unlikely that was the final destination. What is the final or at least next destination on this run at this time? If she's going to keep going higher, she's going to go to 444 to 445. That's the next target for the trade. Now let's talk about schematic for a second because nothing is going to go forever. Nothing is going to go in a straight line for an indefinite period of time. Where is this thing going to run into resistance? Where is this thing going to start to make it look like a fake out instead of a breakout? Regardless of what they do in the long run, that's what we have to look for in the near term. Where is the real resistance? What are we looking at in terms of time? Time is more important than price. So while I might have an area of 445 to 444 in that neck of the woods, if I had to draw out the perfect schematic, and believe me, I'm not or ever 
in search of perfect. However, here's what I'm thinking. This is one of those inside my head. So I think the market doesn't stop today. I think it goes up again tomorrow into the end of the week. It's options expiration week. Weird stuff happens during options expiration week. How many times do I need to say that? I say it every month, and I say it all week long. And then, into next week, we have somewhat of an important anniversary, at least from where I sit. I'm not going to discuss that in detail. All I'm saying is, if the market's going to culminate this rally on a specific day or within a specific time frame, I think into Tuesday slash Wednesday of next week is interesting. I think that would be a pretty good place if they're going to put in a high. Now, Let's just say, for argument's sake, they put in a high at the next gap. Where's the next gap? It's higher than 444 or 445, but the next gap is at 447 and change. So let's just say they're at 447 next Tuesday. What I'll say is that's probably a prime or ripe place and time for at least a turn. Doesn't have to be a big-time turn. Could just be a turn. What happens if something else develops, like they turn tomorrow or Monday? Well, then that whole thing is off the table. I'm just saying, in a perfect world, and I'm not in search of perfect, but I want to be able to identify perfect. I think the perfect spot at the perfect time is next Tuesday at 447. Don't ask me how I came up with that combination. I'm just saying that could develop into its own full stack. There's still a lot of variables, so you have to see what happens, what the lay of the land is, when and if that does take place. But write it on a sticky note, 447 next Tuesday. I'm not saying they will get there next Tuesday. I'm saying if they get there next Tuesday, I have wide open eyes. Just for argument's sake, here's a 240 chart. There's your full stack. It's out of the course. Lazy E-mini trader. And then don't forget, there's something else brewing over here. There's another trend line that they just broke above, okay? And we can make a pretty good case that you have a left shoulder, a head, and I'm sure you're going to hear this in the media, read it on blogs, see it on YouTube. I'm sure I'm not the only one seeing this. I can't be the only one seeing this. You can see it on a variety of charts. I see it. It's hard not to see it. And I'm here to tell you, that if that actually played out to Mrs. Picture Perfect, not in search of perfect, Mrs. Market may be in search of perfect. And if that's the case, and I'm not saying this will happen, but if this pattern, this head and shoulder was going to happen, the target would actually be above the previous high. How do you calculate the target? It's in the course. What course? Lazy E-mini trader course. Now, all these patterns don't get the target. Sometimes they exceed the target by a lot. I'm just saying, if you go back to the textbooks, that would be a new high if they went to the technically based target. Remember how I always say shorter term charts, morph onto longer term charts, and so on? If you remember back from last week, we had the same scenario on an hourly chart that fell apart but ended up morphing onto bigger time frame charts. Pretty funny how that worked. Actually, it's not funny at all. There are no accidents nor coincidences across the market. By the way, has anything changed in the landscape of where we are in terms of geopolitics? 
the Federal Reserve, the debt, interest rates, employment, all that stuff, the wall of worry stuff, all those things, each one of those is another brick in the wall. There's hundreds of bricks. Has anything changed? No. But I guarantee you that the media changed their tune. There is no sell-off anymore. What sell-off? We had another sell-off. That was a correction. Now they're going to make new highs. I don't know what they were saying today. I have to imagine some of them were saying that, and they may be right. But the question is, what were they saying yesterday morning down here? Again, nothing has changed. They do the same thing over and over and over again. They're like a broken record and predictable to boot. We're going to take a look at inside the numbers. Last night, there was a teachable opportunity inside the numbers, marrying what was in there with the whole bigger picture thing. Today, we had a gap up and the market went on a grind higher. That's not a trader's dream. That's a trader's day off. So... I'm going to run through the notes. I'm going to show you everything because we always do look at everything. We look at the good, the bad, and the ugly across the whole board. Now, you'll see numbers, but what you're going to see is, hey, unless they fall apart, which they didn't, here's support. And by the way, just so we have an understanding that I'm not brushing off the notes, there was material information in here. They've been hanging around an important spot all morning for 38.50, give or take. Closing candles above 438.75, and she's got more in the tank. Remember from last week when the market missed the gap, 442.64. What was the high today? Right around that number. Funny how that works. Stay bullish above 438.75. South side information. Now let me scroll up a little bit, and let's see what else we have. So by 921, I'm citing some numbers. It's 440, not 340. Again, where's my editors? ES4400, SPY439.50, 4400. That basically equals the same thing. I'm telling you where the psychological resistance areas are going to be during the morning session. They start pushing over this stuff, and it's off to the races. 935, 438.50, give or take, should be support in the short run. There it is. 15-minute chart, you don't need the vertical, 438.50 is that number, and look at that, they open above, the low today was 438.58, right into that support zone, it's always a give or take, 8 cents qualifies as a give or take, and they took off, and resistance really hasn't been established yet, so I'm telling you in so many words, we're not looking to short the tape, there's your support, 438.58, that's the low, and then they just took off. So you can read the notes. The takeoff and the rest of it, you can put it together. Read the notes. There's still stuff in here. Go back to the charts. Double check the work. You can always learn stuff from inside the numbers. Let's read the last note of the day. It's valuable. 121. Here's the deal. They're in a floater formation. They're doing the thing what they're supposed to do. The likelihood of a trade this afternoon is slim to none. Could happen, but probably not. So the thing is, you're either long already from like a swing trade perspective, like from the other day, or you already hopped on board and you're staying long. Other than that, it's a spectator sport. So here's what I'm saying. Truth be told, I'm taking the W, that's a sports analogy, from the SPY swing trade, keeping the profits book thus far in my pocket and will be a spectator the rest of the day. 
that's my choice in running it as a business. I wasn't going to put any of the profits at risk. It was a really nice win, and it's still going. Why buck the system? Support was all the way down at 440.50. They never went down there. And resistance is the gap for starters, which they haven't reached yet. For those of you that have been around a while, missing it, which they did earlier in the day, and doing it later puts blowing right on through on the table. Maybe an end of the day jam session. They didn't do that, but they came close. Maybe gap up tomorrow. We don't know. Maybe they will. Either way, the gap at 442.64 is a target, but doesn't have to be the final target on this rally leg off the stack. And that was it. I was basically giving it a wrap. I took the W and went about my business. But we had some stocks on the move. So we're going to take a look at the chart of CMC, QFIN, and CAR. And then we're going to look at a couple of others a la our new experiment. Let's see what's happening on day two of the experimental trades. About commercial metals, CMC. 3105 was the number put up on the board. This one, I believe, showed up. This was the one showed up a little bit late today. It was certainly after 9 o'clock, maybe even after 910. I'm not 100% sure, but for some reason, I just noticed it late, and I put it up anyway. But guess what? Here's what happened. They opened the day on the number. So some traders would have gotten that. They got a rocket ride off that, came back later. doesn't matter. You're out of the trade if, in fact, you got it. I wasn't a player on this one, but either way, what do I say? The numbers work. How about 360 Digitech, QFIN? Now, this is a classic. We talk about this all the time. So watch this. First candle of the day. This is a 15-minute chart. The low is 2045 against what? 2042 on the board bright and early. So they get a little frustrating. They didn't do it right out of the gate, and they bounce away, making a high of 2092. So 50 cents on a trade like this is a big deal. It's a $20 stock. That's what we signed up for from a scalp trading perspective. The ones that give you the home run after the fact, that create the risk-free emotional trade, so be it. But we sign up for that base hit, and that's better than a base hit. So we don't take the trade when they come back down, and we're still a little annoyed. But what do they do? They come back to the second number, and then what do they do? It works out from the second number, and if you just painted by the numbers as an example and just took the trade at $19.95 plus shippling and handling, and I said shippling on purpose, one of my kids used to say that, so I can't get that out of my head. Look where they finished the day, $20.93, a dollar off the price. Just painting by the numbers, turns out the second price was a garden variety type of trade. Similar but different routine on car. So they came close and they bounced away. So that really took the trade off the table. How do you know? Well, they made a low of 142.65. So let's just say within a margin of error, they're within a dollar on a $140 stock. If you have to say, I'm not sure whether that qualifies as coming close enough or not. If you have to second guess it, then you throw it out. Then it is close enough. If you're not sure, then you don't take the trade. That's the path of least resistance from a risk-reward perspective. They come into the number, and they do the deal anyway, but I'm not taking this trade. The numbers work, but they didn't do it in the manner in which I like. So numbers work? Yes. Did I take the trade? No. Was it a blockbuster trade at the end of the day? Yes. Now, what's he talking about with those experimental trades? Well, remember, 
I'm working on a beta test of something, and as a result, a component of that is trades that show up after the opening bell, how can I get them to members in a timely fashion, which enhances the value that I'm trying to provide, just trying to provide opportunity. So as an experiment, here's two more trades that would have come up today, or two more possibilities or opportunities. This one turned out to be a base hit opportunity. It was Lyft, it was $50.89, give or take, and they did the deal before coming back late in the day. Nice scalp trade, that's fine. The second one that popped up was Walgreens Boots. My number was 45.21. The low of day was 45.23 by two pennies, and somehow this thing hit a high of 51.78 today. Now, nobody I know is in this trade. However, that's some kind of remarkable move. If we were in the trade or anybody was in the trade, it would qualify for a Macintosh Apple for sure. Maybe even a Granny Smith. What's going on over in Camp IWM? We talked about this one. They're now above all the moving averages, challenging the spots we discussed. Here's one coming up, and why did my eye immediately look to that one? This breakdown candle high happens to be 225.60. Look where they closed the day, 225.87, which tells me what? That the destination was not to run a test of that breakdown candle high. They already did that, or at least came close right here. So that wasn't the first run. Therefore, maybe this pivot high is a destination. Maybe this pivot high is a destination. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's something in between. We talked about this one. It's bullish. They're all going to trade together, meaning the IWM, the Qs, the SPY, not necessarily all day, every day. And yes, we do have divergences. But when you get these type of big moves, like 2%, 1.5%, those kind of moves, everything's moving the same direction at the same time. It's all the same market. What about the folks down at the transportation department? What have we been looking at? 14,760. Where are they? Nowhere close. Where are they? They're right where we said they were going to go if they got above 14,760. They're knocking on the door of 15 grand. What are we watching on Friday's close? Where do they close? Above the 20 period moving average, which recaptures all weekly chart moving averages, recaptures an important number. What does that do? To the tape. We're watching the weekly close. If, and it's a big if, we don't know, this could be a fake out, but if they go on another melt-up operation, 15,375, give or take, is the next big-time spot for the folks down at the transportation department. I'm not saying they're going to get there anytime soon, but that's a really, really big-time number. Silicon Valley people, the Q folks, bullish, they're headed to fill the gap, the 50-period moving average, they're above this breakdown candle high, the writing's on the wall, move it along. The financials, there was nothing wrong with the daily chart of the financials as long as they stayed above all the moving averages. They tried to break out a few days ago, they couldn't, they ran some tests, and here we are again, knocking on the door of the highs. Move it along. The rubber band was stretched for Sir Smashmouth. So what happens when she's stretched? Either she's gonna break, and come all the way down, we talked about that, or you're gonna have a snapback. We had the snapback. 
It's the reason we have those discussions. One of those two things was going to happen. Well, guess what? If I believed in the full stack in the S&P 500, what was the likelihood that Smash Mouth was going to collapse? Well, I don't know what the likelihood was, but it probably wasn't very likely. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.